Live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Bobcat and Rattler fans, welcome to this Monday's edition of Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Audrey Pasillas, and today I'm joined alongside my producer, Kobe Jackson, and my co-host, Davin Meredith. We have a lot to unravel this morning from volleyball's last regular season home victory to a new NFL record. But right before we get into it, let's throw it to Davin for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is the sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. Thank you, Davin. Now let's dive right in. Today is November 13th, 2023. We are in our last week before Thanksgiving break, so I got two questions for y'all. I want to know what y'all plans are for Thanksgiving (laughs) and what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? I'm going to start off with Kobe Jackson. Well, oh man. Why did you have, you put me in a tough spot. Okay. Oh yeah, Um, I just, I mean, I just go home with my family. My family lives in San Antonio and I just, it's an easy one hour drive with, you know, with, with traffic. Without, it's probably, I'd say a good 45 minutes. Great. But I mean, if I had to pick a Thanksgiving dish, I mean, I guess I got to go with the Mac Daddy of them all. That's the turkey. Yeah. You're... You know what I mean? I mean, tur- I mean, come on. Turkey is like the best, especially if you eat so much of it, you'll, you'll fall asleep right after it. You know what Fair. I mean? So. Fair. As for traditions, uh, I'm not built like others. I want. I, I go <laughs> to the uh, Turkey Trot in Austin and run the 5K there. So I know, I know. You're lying. I'm not lying. I'm I not lying. I need proof of this. I'll send y'all videos. <laughs> uh, but after that, I'm extremely hungry, probably more hungry than most people on Thanksgiving. So I always dig into the green bean casserole. That's my personal favorite. Ooh, yeah. Speaking of green bean casserole, Kobe Jackson will I know. be bringing that yeah, I'll be, I'll <laughs> this be weekend. It. I'll be making it. I got a little something for y'all. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am going home eight hours away. Shout out my EP listeners. I know y'all are listening. Hey. I will be going home and honestly just watching the Cowboys defeat the Commanders. Let's be real. But <laughs> what, what if it's a loss? <laughs> Clip that, please, and send that to me. If hypothetically speaking, we do, lose. we'll get to we'll get to that later. We'll get. To oh that yeah, later. absolutely. But let's oh, dive right man. into our first topic. It'll be Texas State football. Mm. Oh my gosh, we oh, are now man. standing at six and four. We suffered a crucial loss to Coastal Carolina, thirty-one to twenty-three, this past Saturday. We were down thirty-one to ten at one point, and then something something happened though right there. TJ Finley got uh, benched. She was still starting though. Passing game non-existent, only 81 yards, 49 from Finley, 32 from Hornsby. Hornsby is the backup QB, just for y'all that aren't knowledgeable at home. Um, 199 team rushing yards, 97 from Mahdi, 42 from Hornsby, alongside two touchdowns. Y'all, what happened this game? What can they improve on? How are we going to be ready for Arkansas State? Is that our next one? Yeah, Arkansas State. Let me know. I want the T. Go off, Kobe. I went... (laughs) I mean, I was so, you know, we did the watch party at Twin Peaks. Shout out Twin Peaks, by the way. Um, You know, we were watching this. And honestly, this was probably one of TJ Finley's worst game that he has had at Texas State. I would say disregarding what he did against UTSA. But, I mean, he was 6 for 11 for 49 yards passing. That is, that's unheard of. That is very unheard of. Obviously, no touchdown passes. He didn't throw an interception, but he got sacked three times in the game. So, if that doesn't tell you what, what you did, I mean, 
that's tough. And then you getting benched, and then Malik Hornsby comes in. But put it this way, Malik Hornsby was effective. His rushing attack was 16 attempts for 62 yards. Uh, well, 52 yards total, two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was impressive. I was very impressed with Malik Hornsby. But one thing I do have to note is this, is that Coastal Carolina – was down to their third string quarterback. Yep. Because McCall was hurt. Shut up, McCall. Guest was also hurt as well. And Ethan Vasco was their quarterback in this in this game for them, who went 17 for 27 for 145 yards and two two touchdowns. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, Davin, I'm just going ahead and let you let oh, you have it. I have a few things to say. I know <laughs> we're not supposed to treat this like a cloth to the wall, and we're supposed to be a BCR professional, and I will be. But my goodness, okay, <laughs> the Bobcats, like Kobe said, their third string quarterback torched us. RPOs all day long. We yep. could not stop it. It opened up the run game. It was impossible to stop all game long. Also, the Bobcats had 12 penalties for 122 yards. Jesus. You ca- you cannot play like that. And four of the seven penalties resulted in Coastal Carolina first downs including two on the Chanteliers game-tying drive midway through the first quarter, okay? Also, just Texas State in general has struggled against really good programs on the road. Mm-hmm. I, I know this was a Bobcat loss, and I know this was TJ Finley's worst game, but at the end of the day, I honestly want to say this was just a sh- like standout performance from a program that knows how to win. Mm-hmm. I know Tim Beck is new. This is his first year with this program, but he knows how to do it. He's got the pieces around him. And he'll win. He'll beat you with a third string quarterback at home in the rain. That's just how it's going to go. But at the end of the day, uh, Texas State, I know we talked about that little bit of a comeback they had. Uh, They gained 135 of their 280 yards on offense in the final three drives uh, against Coastal. So I don't know. I got a question for y'all. Before we get into the next topic, I want to know where Joey Hobart was. That man was not on the field. He wasn't even nowhere. Why was I... Was he hurt? I I I'm pretty he, sure he was hurt. That's what I thought because I didn't see him at all in the game, and I believe they. Sh- if I want to say they showed him on the sideline, uh, not even suit out. So that's why I was yeah. kind of concerned. I'm like, so think, is, did he get like hurt during the week? Like maybe during maybe during practice, practice possibly. Yeah. I saw Bo Corrales taking most of his snaps, and he's if y'all don't know, he's a grad transfer out of SMU, but. Yeah, our pieces weren't out there today, and it, and I don't know where Hobart was, honestly. Yeah, because it was Cole Wilson, Connor Fox, and Ashton Hawkins, and Denario Davenport, uh, and Ishmael Mahdi, and Bo Cor- uh, Corrales, yeah, Corrales for for Texas State all, as a whole. So, yeah, jo- Joey Hobart didn't even play. So, I mean, now that kind of raises questions on where this Bobcat offense goes to now. Cause I know Boom, been, mic I, drop. Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I know we talk about Ashton Hawkins and, you know, Cole Wilson, you know, one of the main core receivers, and then alongside Joey Herbert. But now, you know, where does this offense go to? Who's going to be that main target for T.J. Finley? And now this also raises questions if T.J. Finley is even going to start next week. Because, yeah. you know, Mik- yes. Malik Hornsby comes in. Actually was productive, mm-hmm. but now it's uh, you know GJ in GJ's mind. Do you start? Do you keep starting Malik Hornsby and see where it goes? I, I know, and it's it's interesting to see because watching this game and also the Troy game, they looked very similar when it came to just the defensive scheme the other team had. When they're when they're getting pressure with four, Finley was struggling and couldn't get out of the pocket fast enough. And mm-hmm. I think that's why Hornsby came in yeah. in relief. It'll be interesting to see if we get like a little bit more like maybe. 
two-way quarterback play, you mm-hmm. know, every other drive. They were messing around with it a little bit, but mostly just in, like, red zone drives, putting yeah. Hornsby in for a rushing touchdown. But, mm-hmm. you know, Kobe, we interviewed the man, Butch Jones, and that Arkansas State team. Yep. They're, you know, they have everyone had their predictions about them at the beginning of the year when they lost Oklahoma in that blowout fashion, but the Bobcats are going to be on the road in Arkansas State. Yep. So, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It's going to be close. And we like Butch Jones, yeah, too. Yeah, we do. When, when, we, <laughs> when, we interviewed, when we interviewed him for Media Day, very laid back. Answered. I mean, he pretty much answered every every single question that we we asked him, and he answered he answered it precisely. Oh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, Great I don't guy. know. It's a really good guy, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be, be it's gonna be interesting. Interesting where this leads for Arkansas State. I just think it was the curse of the blue or teal turf, and then it was raining. <laughs> Everybody says that. I'm just saying that's that's <laughs> why the Bobcats lost this past weekend. But enough of football. We're gonna get into Texas State volleyball amazing like ending for these girls they finished their regular season 19 to 8 wait sorry 20 20 and 7 just kidding guys correction (laughs) uh they won a thriller in four sets versus coastal carolina friday night kj johnson this girl we mention her every single bcr 15 kills a team high of 351 on the season jackie lee she had two aces Alyssa ortega and ryan torres each had one Coastal Carolina was 19 and 8 coming into the matchup with only one Sunbelt Conference loss on the year. The tournament now starts, the SBC tournament starts on Wednesday in Foley, Alabama. What can we expect out of these girls? You know, the schedule is to be announced, but what are we thinking so far? I mean, you want to talk about, first of all, I was at the game reporting for it. That was probably one of the best games Texas State has played all season. Coastal Carolina is the number one team in the East Division. And I mean, I said it on BCR last week, if they at least split with Coastal, they have a true shot. Because I don't know, I said sweep was going to be kind of impossible because Coastal Carolina leads in pretty much everything in the Sunbelt Conference, in the Sunbelt Conference standings. But I mean, you battled against one of the best teams in the Sunbelt. I know we talked about JMU, how they were going to be the best, but Coastal immediately is like shot, just shotting up, you know, shotting up into East Division. And I, I want to kind of note this. It was senior day. So that means KJ Johnson and Bailey Handler will not be returning for the Bobcats next season. However, right. even though or even though or, or list, um, it's Alyssa Ortega, right? Yes. Did I get that right? OK, yeah. she is a senior, but she's eligible for one more year because of the covid year. So she's going to be returning next uh, next year, even though she is going to she even though she is a senior. But I mean, what a way for these girls to go out. I mean, you talk about you know the amount of leadership and stuff and everything that they've done so far this season i know we've gotten to interview sean hewitt on bcr a few times this season and there's just so much confidence in them right now right now they are the hot i to me they are the hottest team in the sunbelt right now and you know tournament starts on wednesday and there's just going to be a lot of anticipation for this volleyball team yeah it's been a chanticleer weekend just every <laughs> yeah, no, every other day uh fun fact uh i had to look it up because at the end of the day or end of the weekend i was like what is a chanticleer so i googled it <laughs> Uh, Chanticleer is a name given to a rooster, especially in fairy tales. So, huh. okay, majestic, Coastal Carolina. I know. Okay. I don't think they, they got a neon field and they got a rooster for a mascot. So there you go. But <laughs> that's interesting. But yeah, the volleyball team's been awesome. Uh, it reporting on them early in the year. You know, everyone was like, "Oh, this team's young. What's going to happen with them? We'll see." They got the grad transfer in KJ Johnson. Uh, but honestly, I think they've peaked at the right time, and I'm looking forward to see where they go because at the end of the day, with their seating and where they're set, and number one in the West Division. They might see Coastal again in the Sun Belt uh, yeah. Tournament Championship. So who knows? You know, it's funny. It's funny you said that because Joey. And, oh, that's crazy. That is crazy. You said because Joey. <laughs> when Joey and Justin broadcasted, or Joey, Justin, and Karis broadcasted this past weekend, all three of them said the exact.
exact same thing. Like these two could possibly meet in the Sunball Conference Championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what a game that would be. I mean, God, you want to talk about possibly maybe even going to five sets to determine who wins the Sunball Conference title? I mean, yeah. that's as good as it gets. But I do also want to note that if you know they're gonna Texas State is gonna play those teams that beat them. So Southern mm-hmm. Miss, Troy, Arkansas oh, State, yeah. that swept that swept them. So obviously that's gonna be on their mind during this tournament. And if they somehow do it like they did it during the regular season, then they will have a strong shot for the for the Sunbelt Conference title game. And last thing I'll add, it's a copy and paste every single time I'm on BCR, but Sean Hewitt. If there's a guy you want at the helm, that's the guy you want. Amen. So, And he'll get you there. He'll figure things out, and he'll make adjustments when needed. Absolutely. Before we close out this segment, I do want to shout out Karis Lay for being the first women's Woo! play-by-play broadcaster. Oh. Homegirl did absolutely amazing. Congratulations to you, love. And Slay. we are ready to see y'all next semester. I don't know. when. Whenever you do your next broadcast, we'll be right there. But we're going to take a quick break, then hop back into some into some San Marcos High School basketball. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89.9. Alrighty, y'all. Welcome back to KTSW 89.9. This is Bobcat Radio. We are going to dive right into San Marcos High School girls basketball. They're recently just coming off of a win versus uh, the Canyon Cougars. Unfortunately, we do not have any of the stats from that night, so we will keep it short and simple for y'all here, but the girls absolutely balled out. I want to hear it from Kobe and Davin right here. Kobe broadcasted, so you started out. Yeah, I mean, this girl, this girl's basketball team, I always I always talk about this. The last time that the girls, that San Marcos girls basketball team won a state championship was in 1991, the 1991-92 season. Dang. And that was the season where my aunt, my, hey. my loving aunt, Lisa Tallinger, shout out to Shally. you. That's um, awesome. She was on that state championship team alongside with Pat Lucky, who we had the privilege of doing close to the wall with uh, about, I'd say about two years ago. Yeah, no, a year, over a year ago. Wowie. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just something new. It's just this girls team is just brand new all around. I mean, you know, I know we talk about the few leader, the few seniors that's always there. I know we talk about Tobias and I, I want to say we talk about uh, Brooklyn as well. I mean, these girls are, these girls are, are red hot right now. And, you know, obviously head coach Jermaine Irving is doing an absolutely outstanding job for them right now. And so far they're three, and much better than what they did last, you know, much better start than what they had last year. Cause last year, I believe they went one and two in their three opening games last year and they're three and one this year. So, you know, obviously you got a couple games left, then you get into tournament play. Cause honestly tournament play happens during, you know, Thanksgiving break, Christmas break. And then once that's over, once, you know, school starts back up, that's when it gets into district. And honestly, if the girls keep playing like they are now, I mean, you could talk about possibly, possibly running the table, really running the district if they keep playing like this right now. Yeah, throw a banner up there next to your aunt's title. That'd be awesome. Oh, there's a banner in the snake pit. There's a ban- oh, there yeah? is a banner. Yep. That's what you were looking at the other day, yes, right? I was. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, as for this girls team currently, they're th- watching them the other day when I was taking pictures, I was like, they're built different, man. Uh, her name is Alicia Pearson. Pearson, Kobe. thank you. And Unfortunately, again, we don't have the stats for her, but she, I swear she at least dropped 15 or at least close to it, (laughs) but she was insane. She manages the floor. She's a junior, uh, 5'7 shooting guard, and she's insane. We mentioned Ezra Tobias, Uh, and these girls got something, man. They have something that I haven't been able to see out of a Rattlers uh, women's basketball team in a while, and like you said, they're 3-0, and obviously they've got a tough district play, too, at the end of the year when you go against Judson and Steele and those teams like that, but as of right now, they're looking promising. 
they're looking good, and I can't wait to see what happens with them. You know, and what's crazy is that you talked about the game because the game I called with Justin with Justin was uh, the game against Smith Valley. Smith mm-hmm. Valley was one of the best basketball team, girls basketball team last year because mm-hmm. they, I believe, I want to say they made it all the way to uh, the court. I want to say the quarterfinals of the the state championship tournament, and I'm not gonna lie, they. They be one of the best team, one of the best teams in, mm. in at least in the San Antonio region. So, oh yeah, I mean that's that's pretty impressive. And there was a there was a moment, Kobe. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was a chance where they could have just buckled under pressure and oh, just yeah. fallen behind, no. but they didn't. They came out in the second half and they just completely went at them and took the lead and held it. It was it was really impressive to watch. Yeah, it was. But I mean, you know, they're three zero. Yeah, hope they can keep you know keep this trend going. And I, I just talked about Coach Irving. You know, he's been it's his third year as a as a girls basketball coach. So I think. This team has talent to bring to build upon later uh, further in the season, and you know hopefully it goes well for them. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see that. Their next game will be tomorrow, actually November fourteenth versus versus the Austin Maroons. They are currently sitting at mm-hmm. one and five at SMHS mm-hmm. at seven p.m. We will not be broadcasting that unfortunately, so you all are going to have to just show up to the high school and then go <laughs> watch it yourselves. But going on to the boys basketball team. They win their home opener 63-57 to in overtime versus Southwest Legacy High School. Junior forward Josiah Holman stuffed the stat sheet with 22 points, 10 rebounds, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. Like I said before, I'm not an NBA girly, basketball girly at all, but that seems like a lot to me. Junior guard Cash Good, incredibly cool name, by the way, wow, finished the game with 18 <laughs> points and 4 assists. What I want to ask y'all is what do y'all want to see out of this fresh new team? I understand they have a lot of new faces this year since they had a lot of seniors graduate last year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. I want to mm-hmm. know what y'all are expecting from this point of the season. I mean, we're it, there's a lot of... A lot of anticipation for this boys team. I know we talked about last year's team with Caden Gums and Malik Murphy. Uh, Mal- uh, sorry, Malik Murphy. Uh, Malik Murphy for uh, uh, for for San Marcus. And you know the thing you, you mentioned, Cash Good. Her mm-hmm. si- his sister Riley Good is on the girls team also, oh, younger good. sister. Yeah. So <laughs> I, got, I I found that kind of funny when we were broadcasting. I'm like, huh? Because we met her, we met their parents huh. after we met their oh. parents after the game and stuff. But but anyway, um, but no, I mean, want to know? It's a good start for them. I know we talked about the young players. We also, I also mentioned Ori Williams is on this team as well for for them as the well. The football player, sorry, to yeah, the you. football he's player. Allowed to play? Yeah, he's allowed to play. Okay, yeah, cool. so, all right, nice. Because he's on, making sure LSU didn't care about. No, that. you're good. No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, he was on the basketball. He was on the basketball team last year alongside with Isaiah De Leon. Mm-hmm. But cool, cool, cool. so, but I think Riley, you know. Cash Good is going to be a really step up player for this, you know, Rattler team. He was a he's been a great defender for them as well. So he can really, you know, space the floor a lot. But I mean, it's one to know their next game is against Smithson Valley also. So obviously there's going to be a lot of anticipation for this Rattler team. You know, obviously it's a big time school. It's a you know, it's a, one of those schools that you really got to keep your eyes on. But I mean, this basketball team, it's been they they're off to a good start and just hoping can, it can continue. Yeah, I mean, last year was just so historic and so memorable with Caden Gums and uh, Malik. But um, and this year is a new turnover, a new roster, too. You mentioned Cash Good. Uh, last year he was a sophomore. He played that kind of role player role, defensive, like a DN3 kind of type player. But now he's in the starting lineup and he's making some moves already. He's got 18 points. He was 6 for 7 the other night with 86% from the field, uh, 4 assists and a steal, which is insane to watch because the kid I watched last year whenever they played Westlake he kind of came onto the scene I was like oh man who is this kid I looked up the stats and he was only a sophomore now he's a junior I mean heck he's got one more year or two still 
So it'll be really cool to see where this Rattler team goes with that leadership. And just at the end of the day, again, they have a tough district, but we'll see what happens, man. Some magic can always happen in San Marcos when it comes to basketball. So my apologies. I meant to say Malik Presley. That's what I meant to yeah. say for basketball. <laughs> my apologies there. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of new players. Most So the returning players from last year from last year was Ori, is Ori mm-hmm. and then Cash Good, and then uh, Jair Jolivet. So both all three of them are returners from last year's varsity team. Everybody else was brought up from either Jay or the freshman team so you know it's a lot a lot of juniors on this team i want to say there's three i want to say there's only three seniors on this yeah actually four 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 seniors on this basketball team so i mean this is going to be a this is going to be a fun another fun year i think a lot of there's a lot of anticipation for this rattler team this boys team so you know we're in for a long ride yeah all right and then we're gonna zoom out real quick national sports college football I don't watch college football, but I want to keep y'all informed. So college football playoffs are approaching. Here are the top eight teams from the last week in order. We got Ohio State beating Michigan State. We got Georgia beating Ole Miss, Mm. which is number nine. Michigan winning uh, over uh, Penn State, which is number 10. Mm -hmm. Florida State, little Florida uh, versus Florida action. They beat Miami. Washington versus Utah. Dub right there. Oregon versus USC. Another dub. Texas versus TCU. Uh, I know you, Kobe got an opinion on that one. That, mm. <laughs> and then Alabama versus Kentucky. I want to know which of these games like really surprised y'all. What did y'all really love? What did y'all hate? Give me your opinions. First of all, that game against <laughs> TCU should have not have been even close. I don't understand why. I do not understand what we were doing offensively. I really didn't. I'm sorry. The fact that you that TCU actually gave us a game was ridiculous. <laughs> it really was. I'm I'm so sorry, but I mean a win is a win. You know we're still involved in the the college football championship run. But honestly, all the other games this past weekend really wasn't surprising. Honestly, I think the only kind of stunning surprise was, um, I guess you could say, was Oregon beating USC, but honestly, I'm not shocked because USC has kind of fallen off a little, a lot ever since their, uh, their, uh, ever since their loss to, uh, to Washington, but it was 36 to 27. So yeah. Um, wow. So it was mm-hmm. actually a lot closer than I thought. Yeah. So not shocked, but I know the big news around college football right now is obviously John Harbaugh being suspended for, uh, the investigation of them stealing signs and, and, you know, cheating for against yes. their opponents this past season or this, you know, this season right now, but you know, it's it's getting close. We're getting close to, you know, champ, you know, conference championships. Obviously, you know, we got the rivalry week coming up pretty soon. And, uh, you know, college football is this. It's back at it once again, man. Well, you know, I Kobe said you were shocked, but I'm just shocked right now because I just realized you are wearing a Texas Longhorn sweater, <laughs> and I Welcome. had no idea that you were actually Welcome. a fan. That's insane. Okay, that's the shock for me. Horns it, down. Anyway, moving on. Thank you, Audrey. <laughs> How dare you? Moving on. Uh, yeah, there wasn't anything insane from this week. I mean, you got some headlines that you know aren't, aren't like show up in the box score. You got John Harbaugh. You got uh, Jimbo Fisher being fired too. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. A very pretty penny that A and M is going to have to pay for for the next like eight years, <laughs> but. 
That'll but be they a- won, but they won their game. That's why I didn't I, understand what I, that man, was about. Those, those boosters pulled some money together, man. They wanted him out, and he is gone. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the near future with AM. But nothing really insane that jumps off the board with me. There's one thing I guess I'll shout him out. Uh, JMU and the Sunbelt Conference is ranked 18th in the nation. The AP polls. Yeah. Uh, it's insane. Wow. Their their narrative is insane. That's just something I've kind of been following personally. Is that uh, they are not bowl eligible no, and they are not Sunbelt Conference championship Ever. eligible. It's insane. They're gonna probably go 10 and 0. Uh, they're fighting. There's. <laughs> I think the uh, governor of Virginia like launched a full like whole letter to the NCAA oh, wow. asking for uh, like th- these uh, penalties or whatever. <laughs> like being <laughs> newly two years into the NCAA or the like, FBS level to be just exempt because they're having such a good year. But I don't know. This is just the headlines I'm watching right now. But at the end of the day, I don't know. Uh, nothing insane that jumps off the board right now. That's right. That's right. Other than college football, we do got some national football league. My road. This is my road, y'all. Audrey's NFL bread and, record. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. Literally, just I'm the. Ah, let me bring it to you. Ready? Okay. <laughs> Five teams won game-winning score at the very last second. The Texans Aww. beat the Bengals thirty to twenty-seven. The Seahawks beat the Commanders twenty-nine to twenty-six. The Browns Sorry, beat the Ravens thirty-three to thirty-one. Insane game, by the way. That was Lamar Jackson. Anyway. Cardinals, what's up? Kyler Murray, he's back. His first game back, he K-1, beats the Falcons 25-23. to The Lions beat the Chargers 41-38. to That are there, was a masterpiece. Yeah, are there any upsets there? Like, is there, like, a team that you expected to, you know, pop out? I know it's the Texans and Bengals game, but... Uh, um, um, so, um, you know, obviously I'm a Steelers fan in here. So, honestly, first of all, I don't even know how the game was close for, against Green Bay, Bro. but... This is the one thing I will say is that our running attack finally showed up. Finally. I mean, we had over 100 yards rushing the whole game. Jalen Warren is an absolute stud. I'm sorry. I, I rather prefer him than Najee Harris. But I mean, I'm just that, you know me, because I got to brag about my Steelers at some point. Go for but, it. Um, you know, I want to, I just want to talk about that Ravens game for just a second because. I hate to say this as a Steelers fan, but to, other than Miami, the Ravens to me are one of the best teams in the AFC right now. What? I hate to say that. The what? The, the Ravens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you see how hard it is for me to say that right now? Oh, but, you know. You're in a safe place. It's Wait, a safe environment. Who do you like? Who do, oh, wow, I can't talk right He's now. He's a Saints fan. Okay. Oh. <laughs> we just got beat by Josh Dobbs, who's been there for a total of, like, not even two weeks, so. It's okay. You're lucky I didn't bring up that game, but I was going to say Jobs, uh, Josh Dobbs is him, but proceed, Kobe. Uh, <laughs> Come I, on. Oh, oh, oh. Just, mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I'll just sit uh, over here. I'm going to keep my comments to myself. Um, talk about your series to talk about my Cowboys right now. It's and, okay. And then I will talk about my Saints when everyone's done. You will. Done. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Everybody get their turn. Yeah, so, but, um, but you mentioned that Lions-Chargers game. I yeah. mean, Justin Herbert and Josh Goff were slinging it back and forth between each other. I mean, I I told people that the Lions were going to win the division, and so far it is proving itself. It really has because my man Amon Ross St. Brown is having a career season. I mean, I know he's been kind of under the radar for one like for one of the best receivers in the National Football League, but he has been absolutely sensational. He's been he's exceeded. A lot of my expectations and probably for a lot of people who, you know, either have him in fantasy or people who are just diehard Detroit fans who just didn't think he could cut it. But he is absolutely balling this year. And, you know, we're getting close to postseason right now. And, you know, and I have to say this, but that but Dak Prescott mm-hmm. actually looked 
looked pretty impressive. Transition it to me, but, absolutely. Uh, but it was against the Giants. Thank you. Audrey, okay. continue. I got continue. you. Go ahead. Let me let me begin. Before I start this off, I know everybody is everybody and their mother is thinking, oh my god, the Cowboys won against the Giants. Like, whoop-de-doo. A win is a win. A win is a win. I do not even care. A win is a win. Um, I understand this rivalry obviously has been going on for like before I was born, but I love this rivalry because I just know every time I see the Giants come up on the Cowboys schedule, we're going to win every single time. No doubt in my mind. Unless, Tommy DeVito went. No, proceed. Sorry. Not unless Eli Manning had something to say about that when he was playing. Tommy DeVito, 14 out of 27 completions, 86 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Saquon Barkley, bro, 13 carries, 66, 66 yards. Let's compare to my boys, Weed and Boys. Dak Prescott, 26 out of th- 35 completions, 404 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and a name I've never heard of the- before. I was listening to the broadcast, Rico Dowdle. Mm-hmm. We picked him up, I guess, sometime during the offseason or whatever, but he had 12 carries, 79 yards, and one touchdown. The Cowboys were absolutely going off. C.D. Lamb acknowledged the Cowboys crowd after the stadium announces that he's the first Cowboy in history with three shake games of 150-plus receiving yards. That is mm. my man. My man, my man. And the Cowboys overall had 600 yards of offense today. Period. Mic drop. Blank. That is it. Davin. Give me a rundown real quick. Okay, because Audrey took the last two minutes Sorry. talking about the Cowboys. I'm just <laughs> going to say the Saints are in turmoil. We need to fire our coaching staff. Um, that's about it. Go Saints. Who dat? Uh, we'll bounce back next year. Also, the Cowboys are going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Anyway. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I got bills for tonight. Uh, all right, let's wrap up the weather with Mr. Kobe Jackson. Well, I know yesterday was kind of nasty weather yesterday. It was rainy and cold. It looks like we might be expecting the same thing today. It is currently 58 degrees outside. It's going to be a hot of 62 and it was a low of 53 this morning tomorrow's forecast for tuesday is going to be a high of 69 and a low of 51 with clear sunny skies so hopefully we get some sun but keep the weather the same because i'm not gonna lie i've been enjoying this weather not without obviously with you know without the rain and without the the cloud cover but so you can wear your ut uh (laughs) sweatshirt well either this or my steelers hoodie oh yeah yeah Yeah, either one of those two Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean not bad not bad weather hope uh we're getting closer closer to uh final you know final exams and stuff so make sure y'all are studying hard and make sure you know stress does not get over your mind Absolutely. Alrighty, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Bobcat Radio. If you enjoyed this broadcast and never want to miss anything San Marcos, make sure to follow us at KTSW Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. Once again, I've been your host, Audrey Pasillas, with my producer, Kobe Jackson, and my co-host, David Meredith. Thank you so much for listening. Have a lovely day, and let's get you back to the other side of radio.